Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. For this episode, we've left the comfort of our studio and ventured into the wilds of South Mims itself to seek out a secret society which has, in the past, achieved a certain amount of notoriety. It is the Dashwood Dining Club. It's our equivalent of the Bullingdon Club in Oxford. The Bullingdon is made up of upper-class members, mostly chaps who went to Eton College, and dine together regularly and cause drunken mayhem as a symbol of their privilege. Former Prime Minister David Cameron was a member at the same time as his Chancellor of the Exchequer, George Osborne, and the current PM, Boris Johnson. It is perhaps the British equivalent of the famous Skull and Bones fraternity at Yale in the United States. That very exclusive club was set up in 1832 to, well, eat, drink and trash restaurants and clubs though they do claim to be a philanthropic organisation too. In reality, it's an old boy network which boasts three US presidents among its historic members. William Howard Taft, who was famously fat, George H.W. Bush, who was famously dull, and George W. Bush, who was notoriously stupid. The Skull and Bones has a famous frat house, a monumental one in fact, and it's called The Tomb. It's rumoured that the skull in Skull and Bones is that of the famous Indian warrior Geronimo, though no one can be sure, and the fraternity itself refuses to reveal its origin. So, the Dashwood Club is South Mims U's very own fraternity, though it cannot boast a mansion, just a modest, detached cottage about 300 yards from the St Albans Road. I've been invited here to tour the club by one of its officers, the Honourable Halcyon Edwards Dottier. So, let's ring the bell, shall we? Oh, huh, that sounds impressive, if a little ominous. Oh my God, what, what was that? Ah, sorry about that whole thing. We rigged up a two-bore shotgun to discourage the hawkers. There's always someone trying to sell you kitchen towels at jolly inconvenient moments. Now do come in, come in, come in. I like the gong sound your doorbell makes. Oh, no, 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 that's a real gong, yeah. Ooh, that, that is a huge gong. We're famous for our huge gongs. Had it rigged up by a clever chap from the uh, engineering department. A member? Oh, definitely not. Too much of a spot. Anyone who studies too hard can't be a member here. It suggests you're a bit of a show-off. But this is a university. Aren't you supposed to um, study? We all get gentlemen's thirds and then go into banking, politics, or becoming CEOs of daddy's company. We don't need a good degree for that, so... Uh, you'd like to talk to me about the Dashwood, eh? Yes. Beg me to stop, you fat pig! Don't stop, please! Don't stop! Don't stop! Oh, is that the time? Um, come in here, dear boy. What was that? Uh, just a little service we provide to our members. Now, go inside, there's a good fellow. Uh, what, what kind of service Look, is do that? Do sit down. There by the stuffed elk. Stuffed, you see. My uncle Thorogood shot that in 1976 near Nome, Alaska. He had it shipped in a refrigerated container and the chaps feasted on its meat for a week. OK, right, right. Do ask your questions, old thing. I'm, I'm ready to tell you about the club. 
<clears throat> though naturally I, I can't tell you everything. This is a secret society after all. Right, I understand. Okay, um, can you tell me um, what your position is here at the Dashwood? No, I am allowed to say. I am this year's gong bearer. A new gong bearer is elected, I suppose that's the right way, each year. Right, hence the big gong. Indeed, hence the big gong. It is in fact not just about the actual gong, but I suppose I'm a sort of chair figure. And, uh, of course, I bang the gong at meetings and for cocktails and when the girls from the burlesque turn up. Now, this is a student dining club, is that correct? It is correct. But you are, if you'll forgive me, uh, Halcyon, uh, rather uh, old to be a student? I might be in my 50s, but I'm still a registered student. Now, old chap, don't be ageist. Sorry, sorry. <coughs> no, of course. Uh, why is the club called... Dashwood. It is named after Sir Francis Dashwood, the 18th century uh, promulgator of the Hellfire Club. And what was that? You don't know. Well, look at you. Why should you? The Hellfire Club was um, a club of rakes. Rakes? Oh dear, you are well informed. Though I suspect your background's responsible for that. Now, a rake was a rich, young 18th century fellow who uh, lived life to the full. Drinking, duelling, gambling and so on. So a club of rakes that met in some caves near West London. Oh, sorry, caves? West London? Near West London. Near the town of Wickham in Buckinghamshire. We did approach them to see if we could use the caves for our own purposes, but they turned us down. I think they're some kind of tourist attraction now. How are the mighty fallen, eh? Lesson to us all. So you all meet here in, in this house? Well, we do, but we also meet in our own caves. Where are they? Here. What, in South Mims? Here in South Mims, yeah. South Mims Caves? I've never heard of them. Well, you wouldn't, would you? They're secret. Well, of course. So, please explain the origins of your club. OK, well, everyone knows about the famous Oxford Bullingdon Club and the Skull and Bones at Yale, as well as Scroll and Key and Wolfshead. They inspired the Dashwood. Especially the dining part. We do like our food. And where do you dine? Well, varies. Not in South Mims. <laughs> no, not in South Mims. Uh, more London's West End. We look for at least two Michelin stars. Do you? So it helps to be well-heeled to join this club, then? We look for a certain kind of person, yes. So it's not unlike the Bullingdon, then? Well, like I said, we do take our inspiration from that sort of setup. Can women join? Oh, they can, absolutely. We are a club for the 21st century. To tell you the truth, women are bigger hellraisers than the men. Last year's gong bearer was a woman. So if I had the money, would I be able to join? In a word, no. Y you don't like the cut of my jib? For a start, you have to be invited. And there is also the initiation to go through. Initiation? Does that involve a pig's head, perhaps? Weren't there rumours that when ex-Prime Minister David Cameron was initiated into the Bullingdon, he had to uh, do something unspeakable to a pig's head? No, no, no. We never fall to such vulgar levels. But um, ours may involve another uh, part of a pig's anatomy, and that's just the beginning. There's more. A lot more. All a bit secret, I'm afraid. Can't you let us into any of them? One or two won't hurt, surely? Well... There is the endurance test. Trashing someone's room like they do in the Bullingdon? 
No, 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 no. This is mental endurance. We all have a go at coming up with a test. Mine is used at present. Candidates are tied to a chair in an empty room and made to listen to past editions of the Eurovision Song Contest. Back to back. Without the playful quips of the commentators. That's horrific. It is. I'm quite proud of it. Any more you can share? Let's see. A harmless etiquette test. Our people have to mix with the highest strata of society, as you will see. So uh, there is the notorious spaghetti eating. Eating spaghetti is not too arduous, is it, surely? There is a bit more to it. It's a widely known fact that it's well nigh impossible to eat spaghetti elegantly. Our candidate is placed in a formal dinner situation, black tie. Everyone else is served, well, anything that isn't spaghetti. And our candidate is given a large bowl of it with a particularly runny sauce. We then observe how well they perform. They have to match the other diners in rapidity of consumption, no dawdling. They are given a large white napkin. Each splash on the napkin is two points deducted. After the test, the bowl is emptied over the candidate's head, of course. Well, that is rigorous stuff. Then, of course, there is the written test. General knowledge, that sort of thing? Good, good Lord, no. No, it basically boils down to a list of people you know, who are related to, who are comfortably off or have influential positions that will be to our advantage. You do have to spell them properly, though. Misspelling has led to one or two um, awkward moments in the past. So, you like to dine in fine restaurants? Dine, yes. Let me read you something. Two chandeliers, four tables, 16 chairs, eight mirrors, two carpets, a set of Wedgwood plates, 27 champagne glasses, a bronze duck, a picture of the Duke of Wellington and an 18th century tapestry. Wow. Are those the fittings in your club room? No. That is what we destroyed in a London restaurant which hosted our annual dinner last month. We paid for it all to be replaced, of course. Oh, of course. Goodness. Even the Bullingdon couldn't match that. We have the fastest bread roll thrower in... Well, anywhere, as far as I know. Accurate, too. Took off someone's wig at 50 paces. It's clear you admire the Bullingdon and what it stands for. In short, is it fair to say that you like the idea of personal advancement not through talent or what you know, but who you know and how rich you are? I don't say I like it, but we operate in the situation we find ourselves in. That is how the world turns, isn't it? Well, there is an argument that blatant cronyism gives us a system which is... How can I put this without sounding partisan? Useless? Well, you said it. I accept that, but I would argue that the situation is so desperate that we must use any method we can to remedy it by taking these people on at their own game and beating them. How do you mean desperate? look around you. Well, here or generally? Generally. Take a good, long, detached look at the country. Mm, I take your point. The elite universities have had their turn for as long as we can all remember. Now it is South Mim's turn. We can't be any worse. The only difference is that our members prefer a good dinner to writing an essay. Well, fair enough. OK, so let's suppose I were a student. How would you know whether to approach me to be a member? Oh, we would know. We have spies everywhere. We call them putty. Putty? Little cherubs. People who want to be members but haven't quite been accepted yet. They sort of hang round the fringes. They absolutely do our bidding in the hope of being accepted. Rather like the old private school fagging system. 
Isn't that a bit out of date? Dining clubs are a bit out of date. Hasn't stopped us. But if they find other new candidates, doesn't that increase the odds of being accepted? Yeah, but it's just one of those things. If they find a real plum, obviously it will work to their favour. So what's the actual idea of the club, apart from power and influence? I mean, just to have caviar and champagne and smash up the furniture? Well, that's a starting point, yeah. So there is more? Oh, a lot more. As you say, members of the Bullingdon are no strangers to the British Parliament and Cabinet. You want to get your people into actual government, do you? That is one of our aims, but I must contradict you on one point. The want to. We already have. Well, we've started to. The path to Oxbridge is well-travelled and known. The, the rich send their offspring there to carry on the tradition of being rich, running everything, keeping power and influence within their tribe and making more money. Does South Mims have the same draw? I mean, it's not exactly top of the university league tables, is it? No, it absolutely does. It attracts the more circumspect... Secretive... ...and less uh, academic members of the ruling class, yes. I have here the current list of students reading politics, philosophy and economics and history, both subjects which are usually popular with our future rulers, and there are no interesting names that I can see. With the deepest respect, you're looking in the wrong place. For a start, those subjects are quite academically demanding. Most of our members don't like that sort of thing. That's where South Mims comes into its own. Have a look at this. Oh, right. Uh, well, this looks like a list of subjects with the names of their students. Exactly. OK, uh, ceramics, practical and historical. Uh, that is a pottery class? It is. Look at the names of the students. OK. The Honourable Jamie Renfrew of Renfrew. Pepita Portarlington Didsbury. He spells Pepita with... Two P's. While it's silent. Oh. That's the old Icelandic spelling. His family came over with the Vikings. Uh, and then we have Judith Fuchs, Fuchs, Fuchs. That's three Fuchses. The only triple barreled Fuchs in the country, and we've got her. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, well, just a minute. Boy Danvers. Oh, is that the Boy Danvers, son of Rear Admiral Danvers, the, the one who's always falling out of nightclubs and was linked to that princess? Thank you! Yes! Discretion, please. You see, you wouldn't be a good member. You're far too chatty. So, Boy Danvers comes to pottery classes here at South Mims, does he? He is enrolled, yes, so qualifies for club membership but does not often attend classes. But he's still a member. Active member. Of the Dashwood Club. Absolutely. He attends all those meetings, believe me. Any more? The online shorthand course we offer is quite interesting. Over here. Uh, just a minute. Um, the online shorthand course. Since the pandemic, a lot of our content is now online. So um, the students don't even have to come to the campus at all? Exactly. And shorthand, I mean, do people still use shorthand? Not many do. So it's very easy to get onto. No competition. So long as you can write your name, it's a shoe-in. And you don't even have to be a student at all. I mean, I'm one, but many of my old friends from the university remain members. Once a Dashwood, always a Dashwood. You'll find a growing number of our senior politicians will be Dashers.
Really? Not just politicians. We're a little like the Freemasons. There are dashes coming up everywhere, police, law and so on. In fact, the Freemasons opening up was one of the reasons I agreed to this podcast. Civil service will be rife with dashes. Any other areas? What about the arts? Not so much. In the arts, you usually, well, by no means always, but usually need at least a modicum of talent to get on. No good to us as we just rely on contacts and money. But to be fair, there is not much money in the arts, uh, not compared to merchant banking, for example, which is already riddled with dashes. Well, thank you, Halcyon. That's been very interesting. Good. Just don't tell anyone. Oh, but, um, well, the podcast will be published. Well, only eight people listen. And I think they are all members. Really? Ah, oh, Madame Mortachi, I'm just finishing an interview. Get up, get your trousers off, and go into the basement, now! Uh, yes, Madame. What are you looking at, Shemo? Oh, oh, no, nothing, nothing. You got an appointment? No, no, I, I was just visiting. Okay. You want perhaps a little weeping? I give you discount. You're a nice-looking boy. Better than those pigs. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, but, but thanks. Are you staying for the pig ceremony later? No, uh, pig ceremony? I'm ready! No matter. Ciao, bello! Well, that was interesting. Uh, uh, South Mims U has its own fraternity. <coughs> oh, uh, and I think it's time for me to go before, uh, before I witness anything that would put me to in the same category as Boris Johnson and his elk. I mean, ilk.